Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Friends, welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today, and we have got a great show in store. Before we dive in to today's conversation, here's a word from one of our amazing sponsors, BetterHelp. Wouldn't it be nice if life came with an instruction manual? Well, it kind of does, right? I mean, the Bible is so helpful, but there are a lot of moments where I need someone to process that information with me and help me sort out what the next best step is. A good therapist can really help piece together a healthy way forward when you're making choices. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complexities of life that I've ever been on. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million, you guys, 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, and accessible anywhere and 100% online. Counseling comes up a bunch on the podcast because so many of our friends, including me, have benefited from the help of a trained therapist. Everyone deserves to feel their best and BetterHelp makes it easier to get started. As the world's largest therapy service, they've matched millions, three of them, millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists who are available 100% online. It's got all the benefits of in-person therapy, plus it's a little more convenient, accessible, affordable, and you can wear your soft pants. To start out, just fill out a brief questionnaire. We love a quiz so they can match you with a therapist. And if things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It could not be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no hard pants, I'm telling you. No endless searching for the right therapist. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp dot com slash that sounds fun. That's better help H E L P dot com slash that sounds fun. Now if you're not sure you caught the whole URL, no worries. All the links to our sponsors, a transcript of the show, and even the place where you can sign up to get an email from me every Friday. Those are all in the show notes. And today on the show I get to talk with my dear friend and one of our favorite repeat guests. You can go back and hear her on episode 74, episode 108, episode 200, episode 233 and on the TSF tour stop in Milwaukee from last year, Jenna Claire Mason Moffat. Y'all know her as an incredible Broadway star, having played the role of Glinda in Wicked. But now, y'all, she is starring in a Hallmark Christmas movie. If you think I've barely been able to hold this in, you're right. I've wanted to shout it from the rooftops. Listen, it is called A Holiday Spectacular, and it premieres on Sunday, November 27th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Yes, we're going to have a watch party. Stick around for all those details as it gets closer. And it's easy to remember because it airs on the day that our Advent series starts. That is very helpful. Here's a sneak peek at the story. It's set in 1958. A Holiday Spectacular Spectacular is about Maggie, an heiress from Philadelphia, who puts her high society wedding plans on hold in order to sneak up to New York City and make her secret dream come true, dancing live on stage in the Christmas Spectacular at Radio City Music Hall. Does it feature the Radio City Rockettes? It sure does. Oh, y'all, I got the chance to be with GC at the premiere in New York City, and you are just going to adore this movie. I cannot wait for you to hear Jenna Claire's story of getting to this point. 
Y'all, so here's my conversation with the dearest and our favorite Hallmark Christmas movie star. I can't even believe it. Here's our conversation with Jenna Claire Mason Moffat. When That's we funny. recorded on the floor, uh, we've done a lot of floor recording. This I, think I would my say only floor recording. This is you. very similar to that first pod, except so different. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but back up. I mean, when we recorded on the floor in Albuquerque, well, I was the we did the floor did the in floor my parents', parents house, house, April twenty eighteen. The floor that was San Antonio, San Antonio, which you post love. or pre Sea World? What do you think? Post because it was the sh- night of the yeah. show. But did I go to two shows that trip? Probably. I, That's how, I think you did. I think you came at Someone's least Someone's asked me how many times I've seen Wicked. And, and my answer is always not as much as Jenna Claire's husband. That's always my answer. No I'm one's, like, I don't touch how many times Eric saw Wicked. My mom is the real super fan, though. Has she seen Jules, the most, you Jules think? has definitely seen it the most. Really? Oh, yeah. Because she would come to every city, and she'd enter the lottery. and she Every would, night. She'd, like, always win. <laughs> It's like they knew she was my mother. That's right. And I think those are like $30. She would just come every night. Yeah. She's like, I could sit at home or I could go watch my daughter play Glinda the Good Witch. So she was there. It's great. She's a good audience member. Speaking of Good Witch, happy Halloween. <gasps> Before, when we knew the show was releasing on Halloween, you've been practicing your your ghost uh, and your ghost translation of everything, which I really appreciate. I'm going to answer all the questions <laughs> like this. I mean, this is a perfect day for us to talk about Christmas. So Absolutely. here we are. 100%. As soon as this holiday is over, everyone points straight to Christmas with a little speed bump over Thanksgiving, unfortunately. Sorry, turkeys. But <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, turkeys. Okay, so when, like, Costco having everything out by July 4th. Yes. Did it feel different to you this year knowing you had filmed a movie that was going to be coming out at Christmas? It didn't feel real. If I'm being honest, the filming process was so fun and also so fast and furious. And also I was doing Wicked at the same time. Right. You need to tell everybody that. It was your last how many weeks of Wicked? It was my last last two weeks. Yeah, my last weeks of Wicked. So meanwhile, you're filming a movie during the day. Yes. And, and then doing, doing Wicked at Wicked night. the musical And at what's night. crazy oh is we gosh. were filming at Radio City, <laughs> and the Gershwin is down the street <laughs> from Radio City. So there was days where I was literally leaving Radio City, stopping at a salad place on the way, and then continuing to walk down the block to oh. the Gershwin. I was like, what is my life? I was about to say, did it feel like <laughs> this is what people don't know to dream of for their life as a I Broadway surely star? Didn't. Yeah. I, okay, so being your friend means falling in love with, with soccer and the Enneagram you, and, and Hallmark. And you and Mary-Kate. <laughs> so, but I hadn't, like, I hadn't seen Hallmark movies before I was friends with yeah. you, so I didn't even know to dream to be in Hallmark movies till I was your friend. And then it's really sweet. I, I sent you the screenshot today, I but I, it was middle of December last year. I was auditioning for this movie, and you know, when you're a professional actor, you get like appointments from your manager or from your agent for these things. And you yeah. usually at this, you know, post-COVID, I say most stuff is happening in the form of a self-tape. Yeah. So it was between shows on a Sunday and I put something on tape in my dressing room and sent it off. Uh-uh. And you just kind of never expect that anything's going to yeah. happen. And So like your agent sends you, here is, does he forward you an email and say, yes. here's the details. It's a Christmas movie. Here's the script attached is a PDF of the script. You, you need to make us- a self tape. Sometimes you get a full script. I'd say usually not. Usually I think mostly for copyright But there's not purposes. like an audition portal that you go to and download auditions and then uh. upload your videos, right? No, you're they I mean I think that do, that definitely does exist. I what happens in my world though is I get an email and then I just upload it to Vimeo yeah. and send yes. it to them and then your management usually submits it on your behalf, which is nice. Through the portal. Through There is a portal. Through said portal. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. So but, you did your um, self tape. Last I found this this text message. How did you find this? Because I knew I knew I told you at some point yeah. that when I was in the process because you ended up connecting me with Candace Cameron, which was so sweet. But you said I said I have a callback for a lead in a Hallmark movie today. Can you say a prayer? And you said, GC, I'm absolutely praying and that is so fun. <laughs> And then I sent you a random selfie from the streets of New York City. And then you got um, the part. And then I got the part. Thanks, you for, your, thanks for your prayers. <laughs> Happy to be a 1% part of what happened. I mean, it is it is wild to think about your 2022. 
Yeah. Right? 2022? Yeah, it's been Because you started the year. Started strong. <laughs> yeah, you started the year on Broadway and recording this film. Right. At the same time. At the same time. And then what was your last day as Glinda? Uh, this January 20, mm-hmm. Something in the, something I think it the was, 20s. Wait, this is what's really sweet. It was, I think it was January 22nd, and my oh, friend Annie. Are you going to tell this story? I, this is a never-before-told story. This is, this is a breaking. That I are, don't even know if I'm allowed to tell, yeah, but here say, it goes. You, We're telling sure? it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I had, like, an end date for Wicked, and because of filming with Hallmark, had to change that end date. And then... <laughs> and because I couldn't come on the end date with all your family and friends. Right. You came a week early. I came early. a week early to see you, and I was so disappointed. You were like, I can't be there for the I last show. I was there for the first show when we <sighs> came back. I can't believe I can't be there for the last show, but I'm going to come a week early. This gives me lots of feels. Oof. No, but that was so sweet that you still wanted to be there. Because oh, I remember being like, Annie, you just saw it <laughs> like four months ago. You don't have to come back. <laughs> but you're such a good friend. And so you came that night, and I had a few other friends there that night. Yeah. And it's so sweet. You you stayed with me that night. Yes. And um, I hope it's okay that I that I share yes. that information. Yes. You were exposed. You may not want to put your address <laughs> on the internet, but you can say I slept there. But I um, – no, I was – because I was looking back at our text thread. Yeah. You sent me before you came to New York, like, no COVID. You sent yes. me, like, a selfie with your – oh, my gosh, those little I binax. was so afraid of getting you sick. I knew I was staying at your house, and I was like – what if I bring this little bug at the? And I understand it's a serious person, but what if I bring right. a little bug in my body? Totally. And make it so that you cannot <gasps> do wicked. <laughs> so I stay at your house. I get into to an Uber very early on yeah. Sunday morning, and I'm flying back to Nashville. And when I get to the airport, we take our tests. Well, we were taking tests every day. And um, yeah, that Sunday morning, I tested positive for COVID. <laughs> And it had, you know, uh, it had circulated amongst the Broadway community. But I, I mean, I did I, it is impossible that I gave it to you because oh, I was there for oh, too yeah. short amount of time. No, which no, is, no. My but, counselor and I have worked through that multiple times. But I was more, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was mortified that I gave it to you. So I was like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Is the timing even possible? So the one of the craziest parts of all that is that I did my last show of Wicked without knowing it was my last show. Yeah. And that's something that I still have to wrestle with. Yeah. But knowing that you were there is so tender for me. And um, yeah, well, the truth of the feel? matter yeah. is like the last show was never good because I'd done it for six and a half years, almost 2000 shows. Like the last show was never going to be easy. Yeah. And so almost like not having such an emotional aspect behind it, I mean, nine it, months maybe? later, can you say that? Can you say maybe that was... Oh boy, sure. For the, good. Uh, I'm sorry. Good. Oh, good. <laughs> no, the other wicked line my friend always quotes is, you know, thank goodness she sings, with this perfect finale. I was like, it was not a perfect finale. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was always going to be hard. So, you do that um, note really beautifully after the perfect finale. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Annie! I, well, thank you. I'll be auditioning immediately. Yeah, so, I mean, it's still... I think that's really important for people to hear that you can see there may be some reasons that was good, and also it's still really disappointing. It's still really disappointing. And I think everybody can say, COVID did this, and COVID did this, that, and um, COVID ruins everybody's plans. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I never imagined not getting to have a planned final yeah. performance. Yes. But it was pretty crazy because we had like a few weeks of filming or a couple weeks of filming at the beginning of January and then a couple weeks of filming middle of February for the yes. movie. Yes. So it didn't interfere with filming, yeah. which was a gift. And honestly, I was going to finish Wicked one day and the next day fly or not fly, drive up state to where we were filming. And it did all of a sudden become this built in break where I had to stop and slow yeah. down. And yeah. I was going in super speed and, you yeah. know, had a tiny baby and was also filming and doing the show. And yeah. I think I was just my little body was doing giving its all, but yeah. also just so run down and like dancing, doing all the things that you have to do for Wicked the Musical and also like dancing with the Rockettes. So. Yes, yes. So... Yeah, that was a really crazy whirlwind. Oh, I'm so grateful you were there Gosh, for too. that last show. I'm really thankful. I felt very sad for your family. Yeah. <laughs> the next uh, day they've seen it. I know, but the next day I'm texting your brother and he is like, 
what? Yeah. And I was like, uh, I'm <laughs> he, sorry, yeah, daughter. He was, to, he was supposed to come from California. He still came. He still came. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just what, what a good brother. I was like, I'm not on the show. Um, those crazy times. No, but I like I have some really sweet memories from that last show. Like I have a really vivid memory of dancing. We always talk about Sam Gravit whenever we're on the pod. Um, but him. dancing with Sam Gravit in the Oz Dust Ballroom, and there's this moment where he kind of pulls out, and I remember when he kind of pulled me out, he looked at me and he was like, I love you. He mouthed it to me. Oh. And that's like one of the highlights of the show. And I remember yes. the bow because I remember you being there and yeah. looking for you. And so, I wow. mean, we we did it. We we did Wicked the Musical. Yes. It, was, it was a ball. So just a few weeks ago, they a lot of the internet celebrated the reopening of Broadway after, yeah. after COVID. What was that like? One for year you? anniversary. Yeah, because you were on half the videos the internet shared because the wicked response and the Hamilton response were the two that seemed to get the most viral totally attention. And so what was it like a year later, but also eight months after leaving the show to see that again? Did you have feelings uh, or was it like it was fun to watch? So many feelings. And also like I guess it felt really surreal because in some ways, it feels like a really long time ago. Yeah. That Broadway was shut down and we were coming back. Yeah. But um, also, it feels like just yesterday. And, yeah. and it's sweet you were there for that, too. But yeah. I'm, I, I'm, like, super honored that I got to be part of the reopening. And there were so many fun things that came along uh, with that. Thank with you. Being the on the Jimmy Fallon show. <laughs> Tonight show and the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. parade. Yeah. Listen, th- when we mark Thanksgiving to Thanksgiving in your life. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. I, I love mean, that. Thanksgiving, you are on the Thanksgiving Day Parade. The Sunday after Thanksgiving, you are the star of the Hallmark oh. movie that is releasing that night. It is the, now, the Hallmark did not tell me to say this, and you didn't tell me to say this. The, the, the movie that happens on the Sunday night of Thanksgiving is the movie. Mm. And that is a year, dude. With grief in the middle, too. Totally. With highs That's and lows. So and sweet. real loss and real joy and... That is wild. Thanks, Annie. That's cool. That's cool. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, I hadn't either. So I was like, oh, yeah, you're on the freaking Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. You might have to fact check me on this, but I do think Wicked is the only Broadway show to do the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade twice. Really? Yeah, or at least maybe in that span because it was yeah. just over, that was 18 years. Yeah. So did you, you know, 2003 and then again yeah. <laughs> 2020. One, 2021. That is wild. Um, Kooky. It was so cold. Was it? It It was was so cold. cold. Yeah. And I was in that little yellow dress. Yeah, yeah. So did they just like throw you in a jacket as soon as you were done? Oh, yeah. Remind me what y'all saying. If you're in the yellow dress, you're saying Oz? One Um, short day. Yeah. Yeah. Which, can I say, is really cool because there's the original Broadway cast of courting, but we got to go into a studio that company last November and do a company cast professional recording oh, sure. for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah. So I, that's a, a really treasure. Did they not keepsake. release those to us? Do we ever get to hear them or do y'all have them? I mean, you can hear it on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade because obviously they can't. Yeah. I don't I think that's like, a spoiler they alert. A playlist. They can't mix mics and stuff, oh, you know, as the winds blow down awesome. 34th Street. If that's a spoiler alert for any of our friends listening that the people singing aren't live singing. <laughs> You have not watched close enough. We are singing just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess you do really have to sing yeah. to make it match, totally. even to look like it. But but there are times where people on the floats, you're like, you're not even holding your microphone anymore. <laughs> and I still hear your voice. So, which, of course, how in the world? But it's television, everyone. Okay. So, you know, we always get questions from our friends um, that are listening to the podcast, our friends on the AFD Week Interview. And I love this one from Maddie. She says, what is your next dream role on Broadway? Is there one? I don't think I know this. I, I'm not, I mean, it's funny. People will be like, how is it taking a break? I mean, <laughs> actors are always auditioning for yeah. something. So I was just in callbacks for something that I didn't get. Oh, I think, I'm sorry. Yeah. You, I know, sir, it's funny or maybe sweet after all these years. Maybe I guess I could be jaded or something. But to you still go, oh, ouch, like projection doesn't. Right. Feel great. It but, still feels but like rejection. Continuing to be an actor means continuing to put yourself out there. And yeah. it's great to get feedback in the form of a callback and then also disappointing not to get it. Yeah. And do they I, give you feedback when you don't get it? Like, hey, the mm, reason you're not Shrek is Right, you're not green enough. It was your Scottish accent <laughs> or something. Like, you were only to work on that Scottish right. accent. Do they tell you? 
Um, sometimes you get feedback and sometimes you don't. And sometimes it's generic and sometimes you don't want to hear it. So it depends uh, on the it depends on the day. Yes. I, I, got, I got pretty generic feedback yeah. this time. Yeah. But it's interesting because maybe when you start auditioning for something, you're like, ah, sure, I could do that or not. But the more time you spend on the material and the yeah. further along you get in the process, you know, into finals, I think you have to invest so deeply and care yeah. so much and hope to hope so much. Yeah, hope so yeah. much. So, of course, it's disappointing. That's really interesting. I was at lunch today. I was talking with my friend about dating mm-hmm. and how yeah. long we're supposed to, like, what does it look like to picture the future but not be lost in it? And it's the same thing, right? Like, when you're dating someone, you have to be invested enough to go, well, if I'm not willing to change this about my life to match his life or to see where we would compromise yeah. on this, then why am I even going on a third date? Totally. Right? But I also, you also can't be like, well, here's our wedding hashtag and you haven't been on a date yet. Right. And so it's In touch like, with reality. <laughs> yes. You have to be in touch with reality, but also very um, willing to hope. Right. right. Absolutely. And I, and I think there are, like I've talked to people who say, well, I just can't get my hopes up. And I feel like that's impossible. And I don't feel like that's advantageous for me anyway. But what you were talking about getting ahead of yourself, I've had, um, there's a season actor, Tom McGowan, who was, you saw him a bunch as the wizard. He's yes. just the best. But he was talking about being in callbacks for something and thinking, well, I'm gonna have to Move back to New York from NLA, yes, and, yes. and where am I going to put the shelf for my Tony Award when I get? <laughs> it's like it's so easy to get carried away too. And you're like, whoa, whoa, rain it in, rain it in. Yeah, yeah. But then what is the line? And is it the same for everybody? Like, I don't know. I can't figure. I'm such a futurist as a person that I always am like seeing how something's going to work in five years before I invest in it to right. some degree, knowing that the path can change. But I also can't be a no hope person. Right. I actually think the dating parallel is super interesting to an actor's journey. But I will say something that's different. And actually, I I don't know how you would compare this to dating. (laughs) But the more like if you're auditioning for a bunch of things at the Uh same time, the stakes feel lower. And not that you should not that you should date like a ton of people. Well, that's great. But that's a great. um, The comparison would be using apps online. How so? Because then you're seeing all these different people, and you're going, oh, oh, I, I, oh, yes, oh, oh. I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll heart or swipe right, totally on these, on all eight of these to help me not feel overly invested in one of them, right? When I shouldn't be, sure, so, absolutely. I knew I could do it. I just needed a little, a couple of seconds, <laughs> but I knew I could find us a dating analogy. Perfect. Just took time. Nailed it. So, so what was dream the question? Roll. Dream roll. Oh, <laughs> dear everyone, this was like to be friends with me and Jeez. This I, is what we do. It really is. I know. I. Just started reading a book this week. Okay. On Doris Day. You would be a and great I'm Doris so, Day. If anybody would like to partner with me in writing a Doris Day musical. Ooh. <laughs> 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 Just to read back the ghost. That's right. It is Halloween. I, I'm so fascinated by her life. She got to start as, you know, sort of a big band singer. and. Thank you for saying you know, but I definitely did not know that about Doris Day. <laughs> Didn't born I know in her the, as an actress. Yes, a movie yes, actress. but she started as a as actually she started as a singer, and when she was thirteen, she was in a car accident because her car got hit. Her parents, her mom's car, got hit by a train, and her oh legs gosh. were crushed. And <gasps> she was like going to L.A. to be a professional dancer, and then no. she started singing, and then eventually her acting career did sort of. Um, she only started singing because she got in a car accident where she couldn't be a dancer anymore. Yes. Or that it was all it all kind of so was happening often. at the same time, but wow. it, it definitely advanced her, yeah. her singing career because she couldn't focus on dancing as yes. much, yes. Um, which is very similar to my story with breaking my knee when I was sixteen, yes. dancing at the National Ballet. Yes. It's like I'm am going to take opera lessons instead. Also, during her life, which she lived to ninety seven, I really want to be a hundred. I want three digits. Oh, absolutely, well, you deserve it. Thank you. <laughs> you deserve it. Thank you so much. <laughs> she recorded over six hundred and fifty songs in her life, so her song catalog what? is remarkable. And then also, she has. I mean, so, she, to do that as like albums, if we divide. 650, let's say the average album has 12 songs on it. Yeah. Then 650 divided by 12, someone's already done that in the head, their head, and I'm impressed. But that means she recorded in her lifetime 50 plus albums, 54 That's incredible. albums. And she had the Doris Day show. Yes. And she did so many movies, and she was always sort of the. the okay, girl so next you're going to play Doris Day. When she was 95, she found out that her parents had lied about her birth certificate, and she was actually two years older than she was. <gasps> Isn't that crazy? Yes. That feels like the parent trap, but 
sicker. Yeah, yeah, in a weirder <laughs> way. Wow. Okay, so that's your dream role is Doris Day. Yeah, I mean, my dream role for forever was Wicked, right? And and then it was to be in a Hallmark movie. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you I think to both. get to originate something would be yeah. really cool. And I don't know if it's going to be the Doris Day musical, but I'm doing like a one woman solo show next month. Are you? I am in New York. I am. Oh, and I'm. Co- you can come in? if you want. <laughs> it's November thirteenth. Okay, well, you're writing it down. Certainly going to consider whether I can. But be I there. want to draw. It's going to be. Um, is it fifty four below? It's not there, but it's it's going to be. Well, what I want it to be is dream a little dream, and then songs, like standards and show tunes, and I, I want it to all be songs that Doris has recorded. But she's done. She's done so many. She recorded over the span of twenty years, so she covers so many different genres. And and while she did work with so many contemporary pop artists, she also did. Sorry, this is becoming like a Doris Day podcast. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, you know, she worked with with Rodgers and Hammerstein and, and, yeah. and Cole Porter and Irving Berlin and, and you know all the all the show tunes classic writers too. So, anyways, we don't have to talk about Doris anymore. But I love Doris. I love Doris Day now. I didn't know. And my fascination with her started because people would be like, "You look like Doris Day." I was like, "I know Pillow Talk, but I yeah. don't really know her work." So it's it's become an increased fascination. <laughs> She's so she's so great. I, in Calamity Jane, oh my gosh, just just watching her, the joy that she exudes when she when she performs, and she had a really hard personal life. She yeah. had like four really difficult marriages, and and then she became like an animal welfare activist, and so I'm fascinated by her. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our amazing partners, Awana's Talkabout resource. Talkabout is the family discipleship subscription from Awana. It gives you the chance to walk through scripture with your kids. Subscribe today to get the October content because this month's series is so good, y'all. It's called Call on Him. And you and your kids will study the scriptures to learn how to call on God through prayer anytime and about anything. You know how much we love to talk about prayer around here on the podcast. So I love that this tool will help you talk about prayer with my mini BFFs. Together, you'll ask and answer three big questions about prayer. What is prayer? How should I pray? And what should I pray about? With your monthly subscription to talk about, you'll receive an email each week with your family discipleship bundle. And that'll include a simple and thorough conversation guide to share scripture with your family and weekly hands-on activities to apply God's word to your kids' everyday life. Bonus materials including coloring pages, memory verses, parent prep videos and playlists, and even more, you guys. So help your kids walk with Jesus for life and turn to him in all situations today with Talk About. Try one free month with the promo code TSF on talkaboutdiscipleship.com. Again, that promo code is TSF, like that sounds fun, on talkaboutdiscipleship.com. And I want to tell you about another one of our incredible partners, The Chosen. Y'all, The Chosen. I love The Chosen. The Chosen is a series of shows based on the gospel, and it's an incredible visual retelling of the stories of Jesus's life. There are already two seasons available. You got to go binge those like this weekend, like all week. Like you've got to binge them because The Chosen season three is hitting theaters November 18th, y'all. It is just a couple of weeks away. Popcorn and Jesus? Yes and yes. The theme of season three is something we all need this time of year from the scriptures in Matthew eleven twenty eight, which says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Season three picks up right where season two left off, but things are getting a little heated. We see Jesus deliver the most famous sermon in the history of ever, and then see the story of what follows the consequences of living out his teachings. The shiny and new, have worn off, and the group of people curious about following Jesus and the group of people who oppose him are both growing. There are new troubles and tensions and tough questions, but in the midst of all that upheaval, Jesus brings rest. He gives rest. Episode one and two will begin in theaters starting November 18th, and episodes will start releasing for free in the Chosen app before Christmas. For more information, visit thechosentickets.com. Again, mark your calendars for November 18th and visit thechosentickets.com for all the info. Man, have we got a lot of good stuff to watch this month, y'all, with Chosen Season 3 and Jenna Clare's new movie, A Holiday Spectacular. So let's get back to our conversation with Jenna Clare. Okay, well, maybe part of your love of Doris Day is that you did just spend uh, multiple (gasps) weeks of your life pretending like it's 1950. 
Eight. I feel like I'm. I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm alive in the wrong time period. That, I mean, did that kind of when you're acting? Well, let me let's read the synopsis of your Hallmark Christmas movie. I love a the fifties holiday spectacular. It premieres at eight p.m. Eastern for Thanksgiving. Where are you going to be? In front of my television. That is for sure. <laughs> are you here in Georgia? I'll probably be here. Okay. Do you want to watch here. it together? Are you going to be here? Sure. Yeah. Is your family? Uh, yes. Probably. If there's like a, Thanksgiving. Yes. Great. Great. We usually do go on Thanksgiving walks. Okay, perfect. Remember? Well, with your family. Yes. <laughs> you said perfect. You were there. I love walks. Okay. In 1958, Maggie, is that you? That's me. Maggie is an heiress from Philadelphia. Wait, can I tell you? Her name is Margaret. <gasps> Margaret Bennett. But as soon as she gets to New York, she changes her name to Maggie. Okay, so that's what, okay, well. Sorry, 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 sorry. You're Maggie. in Philadelphia, and you put your high society wedding plans on hold in order to sneak up to New York City and make a secret dream come true, dancing live on stage and the Christmas Spectacular at Radio City Music Hall. <gasps> yeah. Jeez. Okay, so it's you. Let me read. I'm just going to read. I just, this blows my mind that Hallmark sends a press release with your name in it. <gasps> Premieres at 8 p.m. Eastern Pacific Time. Stars Jenna Claire Mason. I like to call you Jenna Claire Mason Moffat from Wicked. Derek Klenna. Mm-hmm. From Moulin Rouge, the musical Eve Plum from The Brady Bunch. Yes, she's adorable. And Anne <gasps> Margaret from Bye Bye Birdie, which is a movie that uh, made me think when I got home from school, I was supposed to lay on the bed and pull my socks up to my knees. Epic. Is she just Anne so- Margaret is legendary. Really? Oh, my word. What is her role in the movie compared to you? So... Anne Margaret is me, and I am Anne Margaret. No, she's the old Maggie, and you're the young Maggie. Sorry, I, the mature Maggie and I, the young Maggie. She's she's sort of looking the whole the whole film is sort of a flashback on her <gasps> her life. Jenna Claire, you are Anne Margaret. You are Bye Bye Birdie, and so that's something kind. Of, it's obviously it's Did not. Really it's the character paid? Margaret, and paid? not. It's not Anne Margaret, the person, certainly, but certainly, it's a character. But yes. I do think it's sweet that they picked the name. Yes. Margaret. Right. Wow. Okay. But I got to meet her, and she was so lovely. And when I ran into her after she was filming a scene, she was, like, walking through the lobby of Radio City singing something from Dame, a song from Dames at Sea that I love, oh raining gosh. in my heart. And I started, like, walking next to her and singing a harmony. No. No. And then I was like, hello. Only oh, Broadway hello. people would Speaking introduce song. themselves by just singing together. <laughs> right. Oh. Okay, so how much of it? So, And it also stars the New York City Rockettes. The, radio the Rockettes are in this movie. And you, the, you the guys. poster, you are a rocket in the poster. <laughs> I am a fuckette. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a, I am a, I am a, I am a wannabe rocket. No, I, can we spend some time talking about the Rockettes, please? Yeah. Okay. You have to be 5'7 or something, right? <sighs> you guys, I had no idea. <laughs> How hard it was? I just... I mean, when you watch it, you're like, that is incredibly yes. impressive. And actually, when we... Because perf- they don't touch each other when they're doing They don't kicks, touch right? each other. Yes. It they're looks all like it. tall and beautiful and wonderful. And when we performed at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, they performed before Wicked. So we were actually walking past them on oh 34th gosh. Street. Yes. And I, you just kind of like, your jaw just drops and you just yes. wave like a kid at them. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's really them. It's really the Rockettes. And then literally six weeks later, you are one of them. Ha- yeah, and had no Jennifer, idea. That is wild. But at Wicked, there had been a few girls who had come to the show who had previously been Rockettes. And I was always like, oh, that's so that's so cute or that's so sweet. They were Rockettes. I had no idea. Yeah. Those girls are remarkable. Yeah. They are true athletes. The precision and... Uh, the just the the aspect the sisterhood there yeah. they're like machines but in the best way possible like they're yeah. so strong they're so coordinated they're so in sync and just just the training and and the love that has to be in place for all that to work yeah is magical and to step into it was such an honor yeah and to get to wear their costumes and stand in the <laughs> and line with... in 1958. With, so you're also like uh, in 1958 rocket costumes. Right, and to stand in line with them and wear their shoes and work with their their um, the people who, you know, train and, and, and learn the choreography from them and, and work with their wardrobe team, like, and to dance, to be on stage with them at Radio City, 6,000 yes. seats, people. Um, and we were filming this 
just like a week or two after they had closed, you know, there for the, the season. Show, so yeah. are they only crazy? Christmas? Yes, they I believe their show and don't quote me on this. I believe it's like beginning of November to beginning of January. Oh. And so the rest of the year, what are those girls doing? What aren't they doing? I mean, there's they're also they're all doing something all the okay. time. You know, they're okay. commercial dance. But this isn't their year round gig. This is a Christmas gig every year. There's obviously training in the yeah. fall and there's obviously, you know, press events throughout the year. Yeah. But girls are are teaching dance classes and they're workout wow. instructors and they're you know, commercial dancers or, you know, I watch, I, you know, I saw a bunch of them on, uh, doing dancing on the Tony Awards and, oh, sure, sure, sure. and one of my friends was in the movie Tick, Tick, Boom. And I was watching, I was like, oh, there's Christine. Um, (laughs) or doing, you know, theater jobs. One of my friends, Jojo, who's in the film, she's in that picture, actually, she ended up booking the Devil Wears Prada. So now she's doing Devil Wears Prada. And so, you know, a lot of them are, you know, film and theater performers and, so in this, if it is a Hallmark Christmas movie, you must fall in love. But there isn't, Ooh. there isn't in the in the show notes they give you. Yes, that Hallmark gave me the press release. Yes, there is no gentleman mentioned. Ooh. But are there <laughs> spooky? Happy <laughs> Halloween! Um, I'm so glad I'm the Halloween episode. I'm, I'm so, so glad. So you're that. glad. <laughs> Wait, before you answer that, let's list all your episodes because since the day we became friends, oh. you have not missed a year. Episode 74 is the one we recorded on your parents' guest room floor. Thanks, Mom the and Dad. week that we met when you were on <laughs> in Wicked in Nashville, April 2018. Episode 108, October 2018. Here we go. 200th episode special, July 2019. Episode 233 with Mary Kate, August 2020. Then your TSF tour live when y'all oh. were with us in Milwaukee. We sang Milwaukee? for good. Oh, so sweet. Hug. And that was July 2021. So here you are, here October are. of 2022, Halloween. You have not missed a year. Thank you very much for loving our audience oh. that much. That, uh, for I always coming you. back to them. And so back to the real question. Okay. Love interest. So it does mention that. Well, does it say I'm in an, an arranged engagement of sorts? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, you are. I, I am in an arranged You put en- your high society wedding plans on hold. And they are high society. Wait till you see I can't that. Wait to meet him. Wait till you see that aerial shot of my <clears throat> mansion. Oh, is it <laughs> that, beautiful? That house is ridiculous. We yeah. got to film there for a day. Really? And, yeah, it's crazy. I can't believe anybody would live there. It's so massive. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, totally so that's beautiful. so that's at least one love story we know of. Right, but then I go to New York and surely there's another gentleman caller that I bump into along the way. But you're engaged, Maggie. Drama, especially in 1958. (laughs) Um, It's actually really sweet because the first year that the Rockettes were on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, that was 1957. And that's sort of where the, the movie starts is Maggie is, or Margaret, is seeing the Rockettes for the first time on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Are you hearing yourself? (laughs) What is this life? I know. And so then that sort of sparks this this dream. I've got to go. I've got to go. I've got it. Well, yeah. But she's engaged, and she loves and she loves dancing. But it's sort of just a you know for her family a frivolous a frivolous pastime of sorts. What is your plan the night the movie comes out? Besides, I'm going to come to your house. Like, can we? We've got to figure out a way to get all of our that sounds fun friends to watch together somehow. Oh, I would love that. Like, I wonder if we all, I wonder if we all just take selfies with you and tag on on Sunday night Aww. on November 27th. Margaret. I mean, are you just going to be, I mean, your your internet's going to blow up. Annie, we should what go crash watch parties in Nashville. <gasps> <laughs> That's like what Chris Harrison does. I know. <laughs> we can bring roses. What should we bring instead of roses? Like we'll hall- rockets glitter. <laughs> will Hallmark fly us into every time zone? Sure. And we will start on the East Coast and we'll crash a TSF East Coast party and then Central and then Mountain and then Pacific. And my husband's a pilot, so we'll yeah, just, get, just we'll get a, the Hallmark. No, we'll get the That Sounds Fun private jet. Oh, and we'll no, just thank you. Hop from They're time so zone to time zone. I do not want a plane. <laughs> I am not interested. Okay, yes, maybe we need to crash if there's a Nashville one. Maybe we do need to crash it. Maybe we need to throw it. I don't know. We can throw it. So. Something that's really sweet is there is this this gentleman that Maggie meets in New York, and um, the guy you mentioned who who plays the part of that lad, um, his name is Derek Klenna, and he's been in tons of Broadway shows, but he was in Wicked, so that was a sweet. Did you know him in Wicked? Or, I mean, were y'all, did no, y'all ever play no. together in Wicked? Totally missed oh. each other. Um, who was he? 
Fiero. Oh, he was Fiero. He was Fiero, the winky prince. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was sweet. So meeting him and having lots of mutual friends, but also having that wicked connection was, yeah. was tender. I need but, to look up his face. Derek oh, he's Klina. he's wonderful. He and his okay. wife just had a baby. <gasps> Congrats, Congrats, Derek. Derek. We're so happy for you. K-L-E-N-A. Mm-hmm. And he's, oh, he's playing Christian. They have a very little baby. Yes. Oh. He's playing Christian in Moulin Rouge right now on Broadway. Wow. So he's great. Star. What's the thing with Hallmark having so many Broadway stars? <sighs> What's the thing? I think I it's like a, it. it feels like a new, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think it's a newer thing in the last few years. But I did talk to one executive who I know her heart really went out to the Broadway performers yeah. when theaters were shut down. And I think that's when they started using more theater actors, which is so oh, cool. Yeah. My friend Tom McGowan, I just mentioned, and, and Laura Osnes and Aaron Tveit and <gasps> Laura Osnes. Um, Patty she just Muren. Had an album come out. And Have you listened to it? I haven't listened to it yet. I just no. got the invite for the Are you coming? release go. party. I know I want to go. I come come I have, back. I'm working that day in oh, New York, so but cute. I wish I could. We'll, we'll, we'll find. I, I'm really excited for her album, know, though. I'm happy for me her. Too. I'm sad you won't be able to go to that party, though. I know. It's going to be so fun. I know. Yeah, so so Hallmark just is almost. It sounds like they, they did a kindness, but also very good actors. But thought, let's look in this other pool of very good actors who may not have work right now. Well, and I know like one movie that I'm thinking of specifically that Laura did had you know musical elements. That's it. They to always it, do which seem is really to be musical elements to the ones that y'all are in. We love it when Broadway stars open their mouth and sings. That's um, right. Speaking of what, well, I never sang in this movie, but Derek had one line singing when we're walking in quote unquote Central Park and he goes, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. And like, that's it. That's the only, and, he, and <laughs> like this man has the most beautiful voice you've ever heard. And I was like, come on, Derek, like let her rip. <laughs> He's like, well, I can't sound like a singer. Um, why'd you um, say Central Park in quotes? Well, because we didn't actually film it. Is it also tricky? We didn't film that part in Central Park. Wow, okay. But it looks like Central Park. Muse, movie this, magic. You know what is really cool, though? You know, I would imagine it's pretty pricey to film in New York City at Radio City. Yes. And we did get to film quite a bit in New York. We had um, yeah. like a solid week of filming there, but then we did get to move upstate to these like really quaint, cute little towns yeah. where they could really make, you know, certain blocks look like New York in 1958, yeah. which was key. That is um, so cool. But we did some in, um, we filmed some in Brooklyn as well. If there I mean, some when you up there and you're in a fake city, they've, re- I mean, it's a real city, but they've right. masked it mm-hmm. to look like 1958 New York. Is it oh. just like, what would I give to live? What would I give? Annie, I, I, <laughs> I know I sent you pictures, but the costumes were oh incredible. And this is like They're the real incredible. reason I wish I lived in 1958. But the costumes were amazing. You would dress like Doris Day, not only yeah. sing like her. Yeah. But and Keith is the costume designer, and he was, he's, oh my gosh, he's so genius. And the thought that he puts into details is, I just, I love watching people in their yeah. element just thriving at their craft. Yeah. And, um, and then just uh, such a gift to get to wear these beautiful costumes. Yeah. Can you predict what you'll feel like when this movie's on TV across the nation and it's you? I don't know if I, I haven't really thought about it till right now. I think that'll be cool. I, yeah, I'm excited. Is it, a, is it a, it's, th- there's not a wrong answer here. Okay. So, is it a dream come true or no? Did you ever dream of being in a, on TV? Well, I've done some self-tapes with you. You, Oh, my TV. gosh. You guys, if you ever need a reader for your self-tapes, <laughs> call Annie F. Downs, 555. 555. Hi, Annie. <laughs> you have made self-tapes with me in your living room in Toronto. Toronto, Canada. I'm, I'm an international self-tape assistant. She sure is. Um, yeah, I think it's all, you know, I think storytelling is a really special, really important craft and it has yeah. so many different mediums and platforms and you're a storyteller and, and you know, to, to tell stories through books or through paintings or through um, interior design yes. or a f- fashion design or, you know, film and TV versus theater and, yes. and you know, every storytelling craft has um, its, its advantages and something to admire and, you know, having done 
quite a bit of theater. I've always been interested by the storytelling craft on film and TV. And I was just a sponge during this process and became friends with a lot of the creative team. and, And when I wasn't filming, wanted to, you know, sit back with the DP, the director of photography, and, and watch what they were watching. And um, because so, the you know, at the Gershwin Theater, there's almost 2,000 seats, and yeah. your audience is, is sitting right there in front of you. There's 2,000 in the Gershwin and 6,000 in the Rockets. Yes. Okay, that that gives me some perspective. Crazy. Yeah, okay. Um, but on on camera, the audience is this this lens, right? Yeah. And so it's a, it's a totally different storytelling medium. So I was... I was learning so much, and it was such a cool. It was such a cool process. Yeah, I heard an interview today with Katy Perry, and she said, "I'm not going to quote her exactly right, but she said something like the interviewing people said, "What are you? Are you a movie actress? Are you going to do movies? Are you going to keep doing music? Like, are you going to keep doing American Idol? Like, what's right. your next thing?" And she kind of said, "I connect with people. Yeah, and I just totally. connect with people and these and so." Here I've traditionally connected with people through music, and now I'm connecting through American Idol. You know, so I mean, it's story. That's beautiful. I thought so too. I thought it was a beautiful yes, Katie, answer. Preach. Hey, friends, just interrupting one more time to tell you about another amazing partner, Operation Christmas Child. Okay, Operation Christmas Child is a project of the Christian International Relief Organization, Samaritan's Purse. It is the largest Christmas project of its kind. Their mission is to demonstrate God's love in a tangible way to kids in need around the world and to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Operation Christmas Child has collected and delivered more than 198 million gift-filled shoeboxes to children in over 170 countries and territories. Since 1993, the gifts are delivered through local churches, which I think is so important. And every shoebox gift is an opportunity to share with the children how much Jesus loves them. And this year, Operation Christmas Child is hoping to reach an additional 11 million kids. You're invited to join Operation Christmas Child this season by packing shoebox gifts or building shoebox gifts online. That is brilliant the way they have the site set up so you can fill a shoebox virtually, which is exactly what I'm doing. Everyone's invited to pack a shoebox, whether it's individuals or families, churches, students, friend groups. And when you do, you're becoming a tangible part of the story of these kids' lives as you show them love and help introduce them to the gospel. This is also a great way to teach the many BFFs in our lives about thankfulness and living generously. National Collection Week is November 14 through 21, and you can drop off your shoebox at one of the nearly 5,000 drop-off locations. It'll be so fun to be part of this milestone year as Operation Christmas Child expects to collect and celebrate its 200 millionth, you guys, 200 millionth gift-filled shoebox since it all started in 1993. Just visit SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC to learn how to pack a shoebox or build one online. Again, that's SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC. And I want to tell you about another one of our amazing partners, ButcherBox. I know a lot of our friends here at That Sounds Fun really get into that Black Friday shopping fun. Well, maybe your girl AFD prefers couch shopping to crazy crowds, but I love it for y'all who love it. Live your best. But if you'd rather grab those deals and some good eats while you're still in your comfy clothes and slippers like I would, then may I direct your attention to the fact that ButcherBox has incredible deals year-round. But this Black Friday, your search for amazing deals on high-quality protein ends with ButcherBox. ButcherBox takes the guesswork out of finding high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork raised, crepe-free, and wild-caught seafood. It's all humanely raised, no antibiotics, no added hormones, and y'all, it is so convenient. Get just what you want delivered right to your doorstep. They offer free shipping for the continental U.S. and no surprise fees. You get to choose from a variety of box plan options from curated to customized and change your plan whenever you want. You are in charge. These are high-quality cuts that aren't always available at the grocery stores and ButcherBox offers them at an amazing value. They have exclusive member deals so you can save big on your favorite cuts and just in case you need them, they're also going to give you recipe inspiration, guides, tips, and hacks. Some are like personalized so you can cook up mouth-watering meals. I recently had a steak situation with some friends that was and I'm not being dramatic here, life-changing for all of us involved. I just need you to know that that's what you're getting with ButcherBox, you guys. Steaks that will change your life. This Black Friday, ButcherBox is offering our friends one of their best steak deals get two 10 ounce ribeyes free in every box for a whole year when you join 
plus an additional $10 off. So sign up today at butcherbox.com slash TSF and use the code TSF. That's right, ribeyes for a year plus $10 off at butcherbox.com slash TSF with the code TSF. And now back to finish up this very spooky conversation with Jenna Claire. So Jenna Claire, do you think as I've listened to Katy Perry and as I'm listening to you and thinking about Glenda, the Good Witch, and Wicked, the musical, and I'm thinking about Margaret in a holiday spectacular. And I'm wondering if that is actually your gift too, because that's what you do as a person is connect so beautifully with people. Do you see that? Is storytelling and connecting with people the same thing? That's so sweet, Annie. Thank you. I... I think there's a lot of over. I think there should be an overlap there. I think that should all. I think like, when it's I wonder, done you, well, yeah. that that is how it's happening, and that's a big difference between the storytelling medium of theater versus film. Is the instant gratification, if you will, of hi, I'm going to sing popular, and you people are going to listen, and maybe you'll and laugh, and maybe you won't. Yes, yes. <laughs> but you know right away how it's received versus filming something eight months ago, and it's coming out next month, right. and being like, wow, I did that so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, so many pieces have to come together yes. for it to, you know, they orchestrated beautiful music yes, for it yes. and make sure everything's perfectly colorized. Have you seen a final one yet? I have. And what do you think? I I kind of just wanted to sit and watch it by myself and experience it and not. Did you? Were you like Eric? Get out of here! No, Meredith, get out of here. <laughs> Eric did watch it with me and um and and that was sweet having them him there. But I didn't want the first time I saw it to be in a theater with a lot of other people yes, or yes. at a viewing party. At a viewing party or something, sure. <laughs> I wanted to see it first, which was sweet because there was um, a press event out in L.A. that I went to, so they let me see it before before that, which oh, was wow. so gracious. Yeah. And No, it's so cool because your experience, obviously, behind the camera is one thing, and then to see how it all comes together and how they edit it and piece it, it's, it's so... It's when you're on the other side of the camera, you're responsible for creating moments. And so much of what you're filming is based on location. So this is the day we could get this location. This is the day we could get this location. So, you know, with Wicked, everything is linear. You know, you watch the show and there's a beginning and a middle and an end. But when you're filming something, it's like, okay, well, this is three quarters of the way through the movie. This was the first. We filmed the last scene first. That is wild to me. And it's sort of all over. So then It makes me respect actually. So much to be like, y'all had to film. All they tell you on that day is this is two thirds of the way through the movie. So you're responsible, Wild. but you you look at the scene and you're responsible for you know being intimately familiar with the script and knowing okay this is where I'm coming from and this is where I'm going and this is what has happened with this character yeah. the last time I saw them. Yeah. And no, it definitely gives me more respect for watching any movie yes. and being like this probably wasn't filmed in order. Yes, right. <laughs> um, and having that. You know, even an emotional or or character arc, and and trying to make that clear, um, yeah. despite the fact that it's filmed out of order. But it's your job as the actor to hopefully create moments that then the editors can go in and go, this piece goes here and this piece goes here. It's just that's got to be an epic job being the editor yeah. and, and piecing because you know you do multiple takes yes. and whoo, yeah. One of the things I felt like God has kind of been saying to me lately is just like pay attention, mm. just like why don't you. Not why don't you guys? Why don't you? But very like why don't you just pay attention to what's going on around and look and see if I'm actually doing what you're asking me to do? Wow. I think it's very interesting. So I'm noticing more details than I normally. I think it's very interesting. Your movie comes out on the first day of Advent. Oh, do you think that's so cool? I love Advent. I know I do too. I can't wait. We've everybody knows that we're doing a special Advent series that will start that day. But I just think there's something really interesting about. You, I think there's a story for you and a story for us. Mm. I, I can't predict or, or guess what the story between you and God is that your first ever starring film releases the first day of Advent. But there's also a story for us of watching you through this year of joy and loss and suffering and excitement, the year ending when Advent starts yeah. and your movie releasing. That's sweet. That's wild. That's really sweet. I think it'll make for a special Advent season for me, for sure. Do you? Yeah, because it'll replay and stuff, so people see it over and over. That's something wild to think about that's different with a Christmas movie than maybe 
any other movie. It's like, oh, you know, maybe this will come out. Maybe it'll play every Christmas. And wouldn't that be special? And I have not even looked at my Hallmark app yet, but your face is going to be on my Hallmark app forever. <laughs> well, the first time I ever saw a Hallmark ad with me in it was because you found it and, and you filmed it on your television I screen and sent it to me. I lost my actual mind. I was watching a Hallmark movie this summer, and the bottom corner said, coming in November, starring Jenna Claire Mason. And I was like, what? I mean, I knew you were doing the movie, but what? So growing I up, I loved Advent because we had the Advent wreath with, you know, the, yeah. the purple and pink yeah. and white candles. And um, I also had Kirsten, the American Girl doll. So we yes, do, you certainly. know, the Kirsten moment. And there's this Jim Branch devotional that I would read every Advent season. I really like that. And then you got me into the She Reads Truth yes, Adv- yes, Advent um, yes. books. And then I always love your Advent series. I'm Thanks. so excited. It's, it's going to be really fun. Every day, Monday through Friday. Except the day your movie comes out. We have a show that day. <laughs> and then every day, Monday through Friday. Oh. Every week, Monday through Friday. What do we need to know about your movie that we don't know? Anything else? Um, oh, this is really sweet. The people who play my parents, Carolyn and Byron, they're married in real life. Oh, that is sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and I love them. I call Carolyn Mama and yeah. uh, Byron Daddy B. And um, we hung out quite a bit outside of um, recording. But yeah. they're just, they're precious. And they're both incredibly seasoned performers and actors yeah. of stage and screen. So it was a master class to, to be with them. Something else that's interesting is there's a pretty notable scene near the end of the film where we're around a dinner table. And anytime they film a dinner scene, it takes a very, very long time because they have to, the cameras have to work their way all the way around the table to get every shot. So this one scene, I think it took eight hours to film it. (gasps) You are lying to me. No. Eight one, hours. Yes. When we're watching it, the move that the toward the end where y'all are sitting around the dining room table took eight hours to film. Yes. At least. <laughs> but And you're uh, just redoing the same lines Car- the whole time. Yeah, which is interesting uh, interesting too. Fall out of my life. <laughs> and to a degree, you can maybe rethink some decisions you made the first time you filmed it, but also you have to match what you did the first right. You have you know, you can't go too far outside yes. of the box of what you did initially, yes. which is an interesting uh Yeah, you have to put study yourself on of your repeat. Crowd, right? Yes. <laughs> but still be alive. Right. But I was in that scene with Daddy B and Mama, and anytime I was on camera with them, and, and they were all too willing to to run lines. I, mean, I have to say that about Derek, too, who is, is also in is the, the film, is the gentleman I, I run into. And <laughs> no, he and he's he's also a, a seasoned film and TV actor, but he was always so gracious about, hey, I'm not in the scene. Like, you want to run lines? And that's so helpful because yeah. whereas in theater you go through generally, you know, a grueling rehearsal process that doesn't really exist in film and TV. You know, you have a blocking or a quick lighting rehearsal, but you got to But they expect you, you to be ready. You got to step on that on that screen and know what you want to do. And wow. um, so so to have another theater actor be like, okay, we can run this as many times as you want to run it was really cool. Yeah. And um, there's a few girls in the show who are in the movie who are all my, my best friends and we're all rockets together. Yeah. And um, j- Okay, this is a story I want to tell you. It's speaking, of th- I loved those girls, um, Larissa and Tiffany and Sarah. And the sisterhood that sort of formed during the filming process. Yeah. But the first day that we recorded in Radio City with the, can I call them the real Rockettes? Yes. Um, and we were all acting like Rockettes. We walked in to the theater and all the girls are, you know, in, in costume yeah. on stage. And it's slightly intimidating. Like this is their turf and they're the Radio City Rockettes. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, they're all they're all tall and beautiful and, right. and prepared and, and they already know the choreography and we just learned it and we're stepping into it. And the welcome that we received really? from those girls was heartwarming and melting. Oh, wow. Just like they started cheering and clapping for <gasps> us and welcoming us and introducing themselves. And it's sweet because they all have nicknames. And so they like, I got to learn everyone's nicknames. And Kathleen is my twin, my one yeah. of the twin. And um, just the, it's, it really is an amazing, amazing sisterhood. Oh. And and they, we really did feel so welcomed into it. Was, I got to be a rocket. I know. <laughs> I just, I don't know how I'm going to feel. 
I think, am I going to cry? I think I'm going to cry. I don't seeing know. You, I, seeing you in a, your own movie. I will say being a rocket has to be one of the hardest jobs in the entire world. Yeah. And I think the next best thing to being a real rocket is just playing one in a movie. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, For four weeks or whatever. Fewer, high, <laughs> fewer high kicks. No, but, I, you know, I want to go see the... I want to go see their show this Christmas and it'll be so sweet knowing, you know, a, a good handful of them yeah, pretty well now yeah. and, and getting to cheer them on and having, you know, a little bit of a closer look and a glimpse into what they do and how they do it with such excellence. Yeah. I was trying to think if there was any other cute stories about filming. The um, the gown I got to wear in the last scene, I only got to wear for that one day. Yeah. And it was so pretty. But it is, it is crazy. You know, it's different than a costume for Broadway that you wear eight shows a week. Yeah. But it's like, I got to put this on for a few hours, and it was magical, and then it was over. <laughs> and it's gone. <laughs> I, did you take anything from the set? Was there anything like, I want to remember this, so I'm going to take these pair of shoes? Oh, or? they let me take home an there's a scene where we're decorating a Christmas tree. Of course. Of <laughs> and course. And I have, I have an ornament. <gasps> oh, that's great. And it's pink and it's sparkly. Oh, perfect. And it's sitting in my bedside table carefully. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it up on the tree this yes. year at my house. That's really sweet. And I did get a few. I was able to take a few costumes home with yeah. me, which was really sweet. Yeah. Just, you know, like a sweater. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Just things that you remember. Little things, yeah. Oh, I can't wait for us to see it. Jeez. This is so cool. It's 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 just the best. I can't believe it. You can't either. I can't either. <laughs> just shaking your head. <sighs> I can't believe it. You're so talented. So Eve Plum, I don't know if you grew up watching the Brady Bunch, but she's darling, and she played Jan on the Brady Bunch, and the the whole cast, everybody was just and Margaret and Jan from the Brady Bunch is like two. I am one degree from both of them. I cannot I deal with that. That is well, unreal. I was obsessed with Anne Margaret from the Newsies film starring yes. Christian Bale from yes. 1990. <laughs> of course, playing Meta. Of course, yeah, icon. Well, do you see? Okay, friends listening, we're going to have a plan for watching the movie where we can all stay connected, whether it's a hashtag or pictures or something so just pay attention as we get closer to november 27th when a holiday spectacular comes out set your dvrs make plans to watch it on that sunday night we're all going to watch it together i mean the whole country is going to watch it together but we're going to particularly watch it together as your friends because that is crazy i'm so excited i'm so excited (laughs) okay well the last question we always ask jenna claire mason moffitt because the show is called that sounds fun tell me what sounds fun to you I always come prepared with an answer, and I feel unprepared. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I, I think I'm going to. Okay. Okay. You said that a lot today. I know. I really appreciate it. <laughs> you know, the more I'm on this show, <laughs> make it <laughs> happy Halloween. Halloween. I'm going to tell you another secret. No. So they're for the for the cast. They're doing a premiere for the movie at. Radio City, which is really special because Radio City used to do a lot of movie premieres. Oh. Like White Christmas premiered there and Breakfast (gasps) at Tiffany's premiered there. What is your life? What is your life? But they haven't done movie premieres there in a long time. But because of obviously this partnership with the Rockettes and Madison Square Garden, like they're they're doing a a, you know an Madison Square Garden? Is that what you mean? Well, Madison Square Garden owns the Rockettes. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Okay. At Radio City, they're doing at Radio City, they're doing this movie premiere. Do you have your dress yet? No, but I'm talking to some people about dresses. <gasps> like, I want to wear a ball gown. But when, yes. I mean, when else are yes. you? And the Rockettes are going to perform. Ball gown. Ball gown. <laughs> and so um, they everybody. asked me if I would sing. And so I'm I'm really excited for oh, that. That's amazing. Okay, by the time our friends hear this, there should be pictures and stuff that we can share and they can see. But that is, that does sound fun. I'm excited about the that. movie premiere at Radio City Music. I'm oh, singing in Times life. Square next weekend. Which Are you? I'm excited what about that. What are you doing? That. I it's between two songs, and I don't know. Oh, I'm okay. either singing something from Sideshow or a Taylor Swift song. Yeah. Oh. But it's a big Broadway Sings concert. Um, They're doing a lot of those. I think it's very cool. It's so cool. Yeah. And Mary Kate gets to do a lot of them too. Mary Kate's doing so. She's filming. She's doing her concert on Friday night, and I'm doing yeah. mine on Saturday. But they're yeah. both in Times Square. Yeah, that's so cool. And. Yeah, those are some those are some things I'm excited about. I'm excited to watch this movie with you. I can't believe it. I'm excited to go on walks with you. I know we're gonna go on walks. (laughs) We're gonna watch your movie. It's just amazing. I'm so proud of you. I'm like, I'm excited to show Cooper my baby. (laughs) He's he just turned 17 months, and it'll be sweet to get to show 
him the movie. Yes. I'm sure he won't understand it this year, but maybe in years to come. Yeah, that's right. I mean, forever he'll be able to watch his mom star in a movie. Yeah. That's very cool. I'm really proud of you, GC. Those couple of months were incredible amount of work. And you did it. I mean, you did it. It's amazing. So, Thanks, And hey. now this is the fruit of that. You put in a lot of time. 10 months ago, and now the fruit will be here on November 27th. We'll all get to see it. I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait either. I'm so, <laughs> so proud of you. I love you so much. I love you, Annie. Thanks for being here on our special Halloween Ooh. show. <laughs> I feel like we should have more Halloween sounds. What else? Craig, what's another Halloween sound? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Witchy stuff, maybe? Yeah, witchy stuff. We don't do, we try to do, le- you're the only witchy stuff we ever do. Other <laughs> okay. than that, we're pretty anti witchy stuff. <laughs> Around that sounds fun. I'm not we're really into witchy song. things. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Good, good, good. Chainsaw murder kind of That's stuff. Creepy. Yeah, we don't do a lot of that either. Halloween's scary. Yeah, Halloween. You know what? <laughs> I'm scared of Halloween. We'll just keep talking about Christmas on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the most we do is a, is a per- perceived. Ghost voice, <laughs> what we think ghosts sound like. All right, well, I love you. I love you, Annie. And Goodbye, <laughs> friends. I'll see you next year on Halloween. <laughs> oh, you guys, isn't she the best? I mean, we have had such a good couple of months of repeat friends of the show being back and telling us they're new and they're best. And I, oh, I'm just so thrilled for GC. I'm so thrilled for all of us that we get to see this movie and see our friend, y'all, our friend is starring in a Hallmark Christmas movie. So mark your calendars for November 27th. We may have some sort of plans around doing a big group watch party. Just pay attention to social media and I will tell you there, I promise. Invite your friends over to your house. Order your Christmas movie watching socks from shopanniefdowns.com so you're ready for the premiere of a holiday spectacular. And be sure to follow Jenna Claire on social media if you don't already. I'm guessing you do. But tell her thanks for being on the show and huge congrats, huge congrats on being the star of a holiday spectacular. She's a movie star, you guys. Our GC is a movie star. I hope you're all signed up to join us for our Advent series that will start on that same day, Sunday, November 27th. But if you haven't had a chance yet, you can find all the info and extras about this fun new series we're doing together on the podcast at AnnieFDowns.com slash Advent. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That is how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. And today what sounds fun to me, well, listen, who doesn't love some Halloween candy? Am I right? So today what sounds fun to me is a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup or a few. It does not matter. It's none of your business. I just absolutely love. That's my favorite candy of the Halloween season. So that's what sounds fun to me is a little bit of candy. Y'all have a great day. Be safe tonight. And we will see you back here on Thursday with the whole band and such a fun episode with our friends in We the Kingdom. Y'all, that was a lot of people. There was a lot of us in this conversation. You're going to love it. It has changed my life. One part of this conversation changed my life. So we'll see you on Thursday with We the Kingdom.